right. Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. Uh, I am the titular Papa Spice, Greg Rice. How's everybody doing tonight? Hans, how you doing? Doing great. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. Harry, how about yourself? You know, I'm, I'm doing wonderful. A lot of snow in our area for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been uh, a little bit. But I mean, not as much as uh, they predicted. So that's been pretty good. Yeah, I mean, depending where you guys are when you're listening to this, we're all kind of in the Northeast in the U.S., but, um, you know, hopefully everybody's safe. We got covered in some snow, uh, but, you know, here we are making the most of it. Thank God for the wonders of the Internet. Um, (laughs) And just a friendly reminder while we're on that topic, you guys, uh, whichever way you're watching or listening to us, YouTube, uh, Spotify, uh, iTunes, um, we're on all of those. So if you have a preference, please go ahead and uh, look us up on any one of those. Um, All right. With that said, our topic today is top five directors. So what we're going to be doing, me, Hans, Harry, each of us picked five directors that we think are the top five directors. And we're going to take out of those 15 and narrow it down to a final five. Um, so we're going to be looking at stuff like filmography, maybe even some awards, um, you know, uh, just all of the good stuff and uh, getting into a discussion about that. So with that out of the way, let's dig in, boys. Um, let's go. <laughs> I like that enthusiasm. So my first uh, pick for top five directors, Steven Spielberg. You cannot get any bigger than Steven Spielberg. Um, you know, just running through his filmography here, we have Jaws, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh, he's got the indie movies. We'll pretend Crystal, Kingdom of Crystal Skull doesn't exist. It's uh, on there. <laughs> E.T., uh, The Color Purple, uh, 1941, Tears of the, er, Empire of the Sun, um, Hook, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, Catch Me If You Can, Lincoln, Ready Player One. He's got all of it, baby. I'm keep talking going, about keep going. Stephen S. And I mean, if you look at if you look at his filmography, I mean, look at the 70s, Jaws, Close Encounters, uh, the 80s, he's got Raiders, Temple of Doom, E.T., the 90s, he's got Hook and Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan. I mean, dude is a consistent force of awesome movies, decade to decade to decade. And even in the 2000s, man, he's still going. So... I don't know. For me, it just it doesn't get any better. He's top of the list when it comes to making hits. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, I agree, and, and I know when we were talking about uh, before who like some of our favorite directors are. This is the one of the ones that we have in common. Um, I actually, and and I'm I'm not you know afraid to say it. A lot of his older movies I actually didn't see. Like I've never actually seen Jaws. Um, I've never. I, I think I've only seen Jurassic Gravity. Park once, and. And it's not necessarily, I think it is like that generational thing. Like I've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, but um, I've seen pretty much everything like 80s on. Um, but he's definitely one of those directors that has like everything in his portfolio in terms of he does science fiction. He does those thriller movies. He does, he does Jaws. Then he goes to like Indiana Jones, which is adventure and then sneaks in like, and just keeps going. But then he also does like these serial serious movies like Saving Private Ryan, which is I think, I, I think to this day is probably – the best war movie 
that is uh, not just World War II, but any war movie in general. And looking over his filmography, I mean, I, he did like a ton of stuff. I love um, his historical stuff that he does. Like uh, Catch Me If You Can is another one of my favorite movies. I feel like a lot of a lot of the stuff that he touches on in terms, like not in terms of like science fiction or fantasy or adventure. I really like how he um, handles historical fiction, or not almost say fiction, but historical um, content. Um, but then he does a few of those like straightforward movies, and then he comes back with Ready Player One, which uh, I've said to our group that this is that's probably one of my most underrated movies um, mm. in the past ten years. Um, and he he doesn't seem to lose it. Like he understands his fan base, but he's definitely something that when you say Spielberg, he uh, anyone from any generation or any like lover of any genre can like recognizes him and his content, which I really think says a lot. And if you ask a lot of other directors, they, they, he's, a, he's an influence to them. So, okay. Hair, any thoughts? Yeah, listen, I'm not going to be the one who's going to get up here for hot takes. I mean, I'll save some hot takes for later, but I'm not going <laughs> to sit here and say Steven Spielberg is not one of our uh, greatest directors. I mean, he has Good won call. three Oscars. I mean, two for directing with Saving Private Ryan and Schindler's List. Um, so if you want to make the case that he hasn't made – you know, an amazing movie um, that, you know, has won a best director. But I mean, I think that's kind of, you know, you could go either way with the, the winning awards, you know, some of the directors will touch on, you know, some of them have been nominated plenty of times. I mean, somebody like Martin Scorsese, but they've only either won one Oscar or barely any. So, Mm -hmm. but that's, uh, that's, his numbers there. I mean, and, and like Chris was saying, Ready Player One, I mean, if you want to just talk about recent movies, I think, it, you know, it is an underrated movie as far as, you know, the conversation from people, but it's just a fun movie. Like, you know, when you're watching a Steven Spielberg movie, like whether it be E.T., whether it be the indie movies, Jurassic Park, uh, Ready Player One, you know, they he does a really good job of just having that, you know, just atmosphere that like this is a steven spielberg movie um and then another one that i would say that i watched pretty recently of his obviously is uh bridge of spies mm-hmm. um you know with with tom hanks um and i know mark rylance i believe won best supporting actor for for that movie as well so great performances in that but that's another fun one where you know if you talk about you know the length of steven spielberg it's like he can go all the way from the 70s to you know uh 2000s in there but you know maybe he you know picks and chooses his content i mean i guess with the prestige that's what comes with it yeah true but you get to you get to pick and choose but yeah i mean i'm not going to sit here and and start you know our hot takes podcast with you know no steven spielberg <laughs> because uh i think that's just bonkers but yeah he uh he would definitely be moving on to one of those top slots uh you know as just the overall one of the greatest directors okay yeah i mean that would be a nuclear hot take if you're coming in here saying His Spielberg's trash. trash yeah <laughs> i mean listen i will i will say the indie movies for me are fun and enjoyable but i couldn't tell mm-hmm. you I know like the, the story and plot lines, I know we've talked about it before, but like, I couldn't tell you anything of like, which one is which to be Mm -hmm. honest. Um, Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, when you have movies like Jurassic Park that like, I mean, to this day is just a staple of just, you know, the power of CGI and just even all that stuff. But, and I mean, that one gets a lot of play in your household, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. The wife, (laughs) yo, (laughs) my wife loves it when I mention her on this big wife guy over here, but uh, you know, the Jurassic Park, it's, it, that's, that's a movie she goes to bed to. I don't understand it, but, you know, um, maybe one day we'll have a what movies does Jill fall asleep to uh, list. But, <laughs> yeah, Schindler's List gets – or sorry, uh, Jurassic Park gets a lot of play in my I was going to say that'd be rough to fall asleep to. Yeah. Schindler's <laughs> List. Yeah. Yeah, that one, uh, is that she in the room? Is that why you're saying all these nice things? <laughs> no, she is not in the room. She is nowhere, nowhere near. So. <laughs> 
All right, boys. Well, I mean, it sounds like we're in agreement, but I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth. So Steven Spielberg, top five. I'm saying yay. Yeah, you know, I, for me, yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, I know, you know, we got uh, 13 other directors to go through, um, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, I would have to say a yay for me, for Steven. All right. Marking it down. Hands. You're up next, buddy. Who do you have? Who do you want to nominate? I'm going to go with uh, Wes Anderson. Um, The reason is I I just – I love his style of filmmaking. Um, Fantastic Mr. Foxes, and just the the first example, um, is probably my favorite animated movie. And it's just – it's very different from his 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 other movies where in turn, like I feel like I, and he has like some movies that are like rated R. I'm I'm fairly confident this is rated like PG. Like you can show this to your kids and it's just like and they can enjoy it. Like I've had it on for for my son and like in the background and he loved it. Um, but I think like he has that style through and he's very consistent. I mean, if you look at like Rushmore all the way up to um, to Grand Budapest Hotel, like he has that like I'm very. Um, like I love dialogue in movies and I, I feel like he does that perfectly and the interaction with the characters, like some of the conversations are just like real goofy and off the wall and you would never have them in real life uh, for the most part in some instances, but he, he has that style where it just, I, I haven't, ha- I haven't come across anyone who's like, I, I don't like this Wes Anderson movie or whatever. Like I, I think that as he gets further along in his career, I feel like his movies become a little more mature and um i'm really I, the uh french the french dispatch um i'm really looking forward to that was actually number one until you know COVID happened that i was really disappointed that they pushed that back i'm hoping yeah. that that finds like maybe an earlier release on streaming but i was that that that's the one movie i probably in my top three anticipated for this year and i think mm-hmm. that says a lot like just saying like a new wes anderson movie's coming out and it, it immediately that's all you had to say like it could be honestly the most simple like a kid's making a snowman and i'll still probably for two hours and i'll still watch it if you say if you put wes anderson's name on it yeah i mean wes for me uh i mean he's he's definitely got that unique style where you can tell you're watching one of his movies um admittedly i have seen less than half of his filmography so i i can't comment too much i've only seen a few but um his movies look intriguing the the ones that i haven't seen and they're definitely something that i want to see um but it's uh yeah i mean he's a talented director i'm not going to take anything away from from that um but quirky for sure yes what do you think yeah i mean i think that quirky is a really good word greg to use for it i think you know for his style so it kind of can turn some people off I mean, I think for, you know, most people, it's probably, you know, this looks interesting and he does get a lot of, I mean, the thing with his movies all the time, I always see is like the, just the casts and who, you know, are listed on there. I mean, a lot of times he's got trailers, some big names, like, boom, boom, but Bill, Bill Murray, you know, yeah. um, and all these other type of names that'll just be listed and it'll go down and fill up the whole page. And you're like, oh man, that looks great. But quirky can be a word to describe it. I know Grand Budapest Hotel is uh, one of our friend Sean's favorite movies of all time. Um, with it and Moonrise Kingdom, I think has a special place for me. Just again, it, 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 it does have that, you know, two kids or two, two young kids who are trying to be in love, but, you know, are, are trying to run away as well. And, you know, their parents, you know, are trying to, they're trying to defy against the odds. Um, but it does it in a, a great word. Like you said, Greg is a quirky, different way. 
Um, so I could see why he might not be uh, the best director for some, but I definitely think he deserves to be, you know, in this kind of, you know, range of our top 15 for it. But I would probably say, I, I think where you, Greg, you've seen a lot of his earlier movies. I'd probably see more of his later movies. I love Fantastic Mr. Fox. I own it on Criterion. I, I made, uh, made my wife watch it. She thought it was fun and enjoyable. But that's, I think, the ability of him to, you know, tell these stories or adapt, uh, you know, the story from the Fantastic Mr. Fox book to have, uh, you know, bring it to life. Mm-hmm. So you're throwing them up for top five all time hands. Oh man. Top five so, all time. <laughs> I, and jeez, it's hard. And I, I looking at the other, like I know some of the names that we're going to discuss, it's hard to put them up there because like I, I, would I ever compare Wes Anderson to like put him on the same list as Spielberg or someone else? That I, I don't think I can. And mm-hmm. I, we, we, but we all, all three of us like really found some really good names and like thinking back, I, I, Harry's right. He's not for everyone, and I, I, I don't know if, if we're putting top five. If we if we extended it to top ten, I would put him on here. But I think now that since we're doing top five, I, I, I would be okay skipping him from that. Okay, so deselecting. I'd say he's just outside for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got some good stuff. But look, did I go out and see every one of his movies as soon as they came out? No. Am I excited to see some of them? Sure. I think even in our group text, I mentioned Isle of Dogs is now on Disney Plus, and I'm excited to check that out. But uh, but yeah, I don't know that I'd put him in a top five all time. But he is he's a great director and um, certainly yeah. worthy of being in, included in our lists. So, right. okay. Uh, Hair, how about you? Who do you want to nominate? All right. Well, while Greg has nominated a bunch of, you know, Titans, I would say when we get through <laughs> Greg's list, I would say I, I've gone the opposite direction and, and chosen some, some directors that I feel, you know, speak to more recent times. Um, I mean, I know we went over Spielberg and, you know, Spielberg is Spielberg, but, uh, you know, I went a little bit more hot take, as they would say for this. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to nominate uh, Taika Waititi. Um, okay. he, uh, has, he's won one Oscar, uh, for adaptive split screenplay for, for Jojo rabbit most recently. Um, that has been his most recent movie, but if you listen to our last podcast and you know, uh, mine and I believe Chris's love for Thor Ragnarok, not Greg, because he thought it was fine, which <laughs> is a wrong take. Um, the thing that is, that is so much fun about Taika is just his humor and his ability to, you know, I guess use his humor in non crude ways. There's a way that he could use his humor, you know, such as, you know, I mean, I, I like John Apatow movies, but his sometimes goes for the jugular and kind of be a little bit outdated. I think what's great about Taika is he finds ways to be hilarious and to have his movie stand out. I mean, you look at Jojo rabbit and it's about a young boy who's obsession with Hitler, um, you know, and you read that, you know, log line and it's like, well, that doesn't sound very funny. But, um, you know, when you, when you see how it plays out, it very much is. Um, Hunt for the Wilder, Wilder People um, and What We Do in the Shadows are two movies that I absolutely love and adore. I mean, I haven't, I will say I haven't watched the TV show and I know he directed a couple of episodes of that and helped create it. So that's on my, my must watch list for TV, but that always seems to just build up. But yeah, I mean, I, his earlier work, I wouldn't say I'm not too, too familiar with. Um, more of his recent last four to five movies. Um, but I think he is a shining star and I'm excited to, you know, I'm always excited to see when he has a new movie coming out and yeah, that's, that's my feelings on Taika. Let me, let me know what you guys think. Hans thoughts on Taika. No, I, and he, I agree with everything with Harry, like with the way he, the style that he 
like kind of, like he makes his movies like yeah he made a movie about an imaginary hitler and it, it was winning awards like i i when i first heard the premise i'm like oh man this is gonna like touch a lot like hit a lot of wrong buttons for a lot of people but i and i, I admittedly have not seen it so um i i, I have been wanting to watch it um but i haven't i haven't met anyone who did not like it like they they all had positive things to say i think that that says a lot um i i've seen what we do in the shadows um i've seen it i think before i've really kind of realized and appreciated what his like film style was like but i i'm a big fan of the show um i, I he did direct a couple episodes but he it's it just i love hunt for the wilder people i remember harry had asked me to go see that in the theater and i was like i don't i don't know what this is He's like, oh, dude, take it with TD movie. I was like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> He's like, Sam Neill. I was like, all right, the guy from Jurassic Park. Let's let's go. <laughs> so, um, but I, and that was the first I think movie that I actually saw of his. That I, and I'm like, this this is actually like re- like pretty amazing. Um, and uh, and you know we've talked about Thor Ragnarok. I know we directed um, the season season one finale of uh, Mandalorian. I know not not trying to jump into TV like TV world, mm-hmm. but. He, he definitely has a unique style that is is moving forward with uh, future filmmakers. I, I believe that it's going to definitely be one that stands out among um, some other projects that you're going to see from other, other directors. Mm-hmm. So for me um, with Taika, and I promise I'm not going to use this word all night, but he's another one I, I find quirky in a good way, though. Um, right. Thor Ragnarok, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I wasn't over the moon for it, but I did enjoy it. And uh, Jojo Rabbit, I actually loved. In the beginning, I was like, oh, I don't know about this. And it won me over as the movie progressed. Like, it it has a perfect blend of heart and comedy. Uh, Yeah. So, but unfortunately, those are the only two movies I've seen by him. So... Uh, I don't know. I mean, for me, it's a uh, it's a no for top five. But uh, Harry, what do you think? Listen, listen. I I'm I'm okay with him just making it. I'm gonna I'm not gonna say just outside, but I'm okay with you being out. But we'll. I got some more more names that we'll be chucking out that are going in. I will not have this. Okay, so that's two no's. But hands, what are your thoughts? You think nah. he's a top five director? If we have this discussion in like five or six years, I would say yes. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'd say all time, but if we move it to like current, I, if we say in the past five years, I would say yeah, he could he would definitely be like like top five, seven in that range. Uh, and if we're going top five of all time at this point, and again, you're putting him up there with Spielberg and a couple other names we're going to mention. I I don't see that, but he definitely is going to be in that, in those conversations in just a few years. Yeah, I mean, I'm like I mentioned on the last episode, I'm super stoked for Thor Love and Thunder, and he's got a Star Wars project also. Like, dude, sign yeah. me up. I'm all in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, okay. All right. Well, we'll move on to my next pick, which is Bobby Z, Robert Zemeckis. Uh, now, he is uh, more of an older director. He hasn't had a ton of new stuff recently, but, um, you know, just running down some of his classics we got romancing the stone the back to the future trilogy chris i know that holds a special place in yep. your heart as well as mine yep, absolutely uh, <sighs> who framed roger rabbit death becomes her forrest gump yeah that's him 
Castaway, phenomenal movie. Polar Express, Beowulf, which is a, a dark horse hidden gem for me. And uh, Flight, tremendous movie. So I really think uh, Robert Zemeckis deserves to be in this conversation. Um, Hans, what about you? I, I think he deserves to be in the conversation. Uh, I, and where I'm at, like you said, Back to the Future is one of my favorite trilogies. Uh, I, I'm one of the few people that actually like three more than I like two. Um, and and it's just a very, like his, his, the way he kind of made that, like that was 1985. And I, and I've read a book on the making of that. And I, and I think they were kind of taking a lot of chances. Like they did a lot of reshoots in the middle of it. Like they, like Michael J. Fox wasn't the first like choice for it, you know? Um, and I don't think they really thought it was going to fly because it it was like, it it was a different kind of movie and and the effects in it, like, you know, there, there was a lot of uncertainty. And it's one of the uh, one of probably the most loved series of all time, um, to the point where I don't even think. I, and I don't know if it was Bob Zemeckis or it was Bob Gale that said this. They're like, we're not remaking this. Like as long mm-hmm. as Zemeckis is alive, we're not touching this. Which I love. I, the fact that he cherishes it as much as I do, like I, that, I'm glad to hear that in this day of remakes. Um, and then the other movie that I have like a real, like you know, real high place is Forrest Gump. Um, I I. Honestly, can watch Forrest Gump. Maybe if if it was possible, all day every day. If if that was like a job, um, but uh, I you know when I went to Savannah a couple years ago, seeing some of the landmarks was like the highlight for me. Like just seeing where it was filmed. Um, I, I think I mean even some of these movies I didn't even realize that he he directed it like Flight and Beowulf, which mm-hmm. um, I like them. I, I still think he didn't really. He I don't want to say he lost anything, but he kind of took some things in a different direction in terms of going more dramatic from what some of the other movies that he did, like from back to the future to flight. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I, and I believe flight's the one where he landed the plane upside down. Right. Uh, it, uh it's the Denzel one. Denzel movie. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. That, that's well, why I don't think Robert they landed upside piece. down. But. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was you know under, I, you know what I mean? It was under investigation because yes. they weren't yeah. sure if he was, they were upside down at one point. Yeah. yeah. Are you Listen. thinking of Sully? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, give me all the Denzel content. Not the one movie I will fight for Robert Zemeckis is Flight. I've never seen Romancing the Stone, but I know it's a, I believe, an '80s uh, action gem. adventure movie. That's that's a gem that I must see. Uh, <laughs> I, I unlike you two, Back to the Future movies can just go away for me. If it was like you know, Ooh. you know, the way people highlight first those hot like, take of the episode. What, what, that, that's that's such a terrible like what like why? Listen, but, like, you know I, what. But, Go, just go ahead. I'm not. It's a perfect you, movie, the first one. So go ahead, right, just tear fine. it apart. No, listen, I'm not going <laughs> to sit here and tear it apart. But you know, when people are like, they have those four things, and it's like you can remove one trilogy from history. I would remove Back to the Future every single time. That's uh, I don't the trilogy. Seen... That's the trilogy. You would, remove... yeah, yeah. Why not? What other trilogy should I remove? Fast and the Furious? I think not. That's not, dude. That's um... like that's a, that's like a, that's a lifetime. That's, <laughs> that's not, a non trilogy. Yeah, that's but, not running. But, um, you know, for me, I mean, obviously Forrest Gump and Castaway are two wonderful movies. Uh, Polar Express and Beowulf, I mean, take it or leave it. I mean, the CGI is uh, in that is cool. I remember being super excited for Beowulf and it was like, see it in 3D, like it's amazing. And I thought it was good and I enjoyed it and I thought it was different, but a little bit forgettable for me. Yes. Um, and then, like I said, Flight, give me all the Denzel content. That's a great movie. Um, you know, no spoiler alert, but there's a scene when Denzel has to come out of a room, um, to do, uh, a, you know, he's under investigation and they put him on trial and he, uh, he knocks that scene out of the park. 
Um, but yeah, for Zemeckis, for me, I'm not going to sit here and put him in the top five. So it's going to be it's going to be a no from me. Wow. Well, I am going to put him in the top five. Clearly, we're having this conversation. I'm not going to withdraw him. So hands, Robert Zemeckis' right. feet is in your hands. So, and and I guess we should like one thing. <laughs> Can we flip around later? Like, say if we like you know before we get to all of ours. And we realize like Zemeckis should re- or Listen, be replaced Chris, by can, someone else. You can, can nominate him and move him along, and then when we get down to it, we'll see where. That's fine, going. Adam. Yeah, Adam. Ugh, okay. God. All right, Robert Trash. Zemeckis making the top five. And I've also never seen *Romancing the Stone* because I thought I was going to watch it, and I accidentally watched *The Family Stone*. <laughs> I hope that's a joke. <laughs> that's not. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. So Uh-oh. that was my pick. Hans, how about you? Who are you nominating next? All right. I'm going with the Cohen brothers. Um, good choice. They, I, good choice. I, I think in of all, some of their movies are like actually some of my like favorite movies of all time. Um, I, no country for old men is like pretty much near a perfect movie for me. And not to go into like too many spoilers, I know. Um, I, I, I'm sure we've all seen it, and hopefully, it's people been a while. It's it. okay. <laughs> okay, um, we've talked, and I know, and I know one thing that Harry had mentioned, like with No Country for Old Men, is like, like, or with some of the movies where, like, the bad guy wins, like, and that is, he's almost like a ghost in turn, like the villain, um, Shigor is almost like mm-hmm. a ghost in terms of through the whole movie where he's always one step ahead of everyone and ends up pretty much coming out on top. Um, now from that whole movie, it just, the way it's, it's choreographed or not choreographed, um, the cinematography and just like the, like the, some of the action scenes and how they're choreographed are not like, they're not neat. They're very messy. Like when he's, when, um, Brolin's, um, going against Shigor and like in the streets for that, like, it's like a 10, 15 minute just shootout. And, and I think the way like they, they get performances out of their, out of their, um, their cast, like. Brolin, I don't even know really what he was doing. I, I, to me, there's a gap between the Goonies and No Country for Old Men. I know he did some other things, but uh, to me, those are like the two. Like that, that's his window where I don't. <laughs> I, I think when I saw No Country, I was like, that's the older brother from the Goonies. Like it. it um, but then you have um, like Tommy Lee Jones, who I'm not a huge fan of. Like he does a very, he does a pretty good performance playing just like an old, just soon to be retired cop and like trying to kind of stay with the case but then you go to other movies like inside lewin davis is in my top five favorite movies of all time um and it's kind of you start to see the rise of oscar isaac um adam driver's in it for about five minutes um and you're he's starting to become like kind of a rising star at that point um mm-hmm. like justin timberlake i i think you look at some of their movies and look at the performances that they get from from everyone involved and it's like i'm gonna use another example george clooney i'm not a huge clooney fan like at all other than like oh brother where art, where art thou and oceans 11 trilogy which should stay in the top don't ever get rid of that harry um i, I think um i think like in oh brother that's his best performance like i i love him in that movie um so i just think that kind of says a lot for um a lot of their movies i mean they they have a ton of movies that we can't dig into but those are like just the two i usually kind of go with and whenever i have to reference them they're they're my go-to so I think what you're trying to say is you don't want FOP. You're a Dapper Dan man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dapper Dan. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, you know, when it comes to Coen Brothers, look, True Grit 
might be a top 15 all-time movie for me the remake i absolutely oh. love that and i i know people are like oh rooster cogburn the uh the original john wayne blah 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 no this this is where it's at really good which i believe launched the career for Haley steinfeld um you know you talk about no country for old men i believe that launched at least the the american career for uh, javier bardem um you know these guys are good at at uh taking unknowns or b b players and elevating them um big lebowski was really good oh brother where art thou like i said i absolutely loved uh lady killers for me is underrated a lot of people give that movie crap and i don't know why because it's a really fun movie um yeah. oh yeah, absolutely it, it's just, i i don't i think i've only seen it once or twice i majority of excuse me coen brother movies i've seen like multiple times i think that was like one of them where like i may have skipped it like a third time like if it was like but i've seen it when it was on tv but you're right it's it's a very fun just goofy movie yeah so um i don't know i mean i i really like this choice Har, what are you thinking yeah, I mean, um, with the Coen brothers, uh, you guys have already said a lot about them. I mean, I've seen a lot a lot of Coen brothers, and I would say the thing that most sticks out to me is just consistency with them. They've, they've actually, I, I also, I mean, if we want to, if we want to get into technical, technical, technicalities, like, are we choosing one or are we choosing both? Do we, do we pick both of they them? They come as a package. Yeah. I figured as much. Yeah. Just a, could have been a little bit more fun if we did that, but they've won. So, for so when you, when we get to the Farrelly brothers as your choice, then, you know, we're yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they're a package. They're, they're a package <laughs> as well. Um, so they've won four Oscars, one best director for um, no country for old men. And I believe they won three Oscars for that movie so you know i know you guys talk about the love for that and i think another movie should have won best uh, best picture that year and best director but i'll save that for a little bit later um however uh the 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 list that they have they they do get great performances from everybody i would definitely say they they deserve to have a shot at being in the top five uh blood simple and raising arizona i watched pretty recently um, Raising Arizona is a different um, is a different feel for the Coen Brothers, but it's a lot of fun. Nick Cage is really good in it, um, and Blood Simple is just uh, a classic, just kind of just thriller um, that really leaves you on the edge of your seat the whole time. I would highly suggest that if anybody is looking for early Coen Brothers movies, uh, Fargo to me, I mean the way they've grown that uh, movie into the entire into the show. Uh, that's on FX. Uh, that that show I've seen. I think only two seasons, maybe only the first season. I can't remember, but that one is definitely high level and and worth doing. I mean, I know we're talking about just the directing and Big Lebowski. Obviously, a big cult movie um, for a lot of people out there. It doesn't really feel that way for me. Might have been when I saw it. Um, I was a little bit younger, um, and you know, obviously wasn't you know around when it when it first released. Uh, but yeah, those, those are my, those are my feelings about the Coen brothers, but I definitely say they need to be in it. All right. So hands, uh, in for in for, I, I yeah. would actually recommend too just uh, what their most recent, the ballad of Buster Scruggs on Netflix. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, oh yeah, that's really enjoyable. It's so good. It, it really is. Like it's, I, it's, I, I think it's like six individual stories. Yeah. Um, that, I really, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so Quentin Tarantino, his uh, Hateful Eight series dropped in parts on Netflix. And I really wish they kind of would have done that with The Battle of Buster Scruggs. Yeah. But, I mean, it is it, – you watch it as one movie, but it, you can just pause it and come back to it because it tells different stories. So yeah. I really wish they would have done that type of design with it. It's more of just a complaint design with that. But that one is it, – it has, it has one or two misses, but it definitely has uh, 
you know, the quality yeah. there for sure. The, the opening scene is one of my favorite, like opening scene, like the first 15 minutes are, are so yeah, absolutely. good. So I would definitely recommend anyone listening um, to check that out if you haven't. All right. So Hans says yay for top five hair. What do you think? I say, yay. I say, yay. I think, I think there's been enough case made for him. Yeah. And I agree. I, I triple that nomination. So Cohen brothers make it to the top five, baby. All right. Uh, so with that hair, let's move on to your next pick. Awesome. Thanks so much. Um, so my next nominee is going to be uh, one that I think Greg isn't going to fully agree with, but Ryan Johnson. Um, Ryan Johnson, uh, he hasn't, you know, he doesn't have a very long career as some of the other ones we've nominated. But like I said, I'm coming in with this hot with some up and coming younger directors with this. So um, he's He's been nominated uh, for one Oscar for the Knives Out screenplay, which is his most recent movie. And listen, we want to talk about trilogies. Give me the Knives Out trilogy. I want it. I want to see Daniel Craig um, solving mysteries in three different movies. Give me seven movies. Give me a Fast and Furious franchise of this. Um, Star Wars The Last Jedi, which out of the last three Star Wars movies um, is probably the best one out of the last three. Don't care what you say. I will say you could maybe make the case for Force Awakens. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Um, and then Brick. Brick is one of his early movies, probably I think one of his first major direct, directorial debuts. Um, and it's a high school noir film. Um, the, the thing about Ryan Johnson I'll make the case for is just he's so creative with the worlds he creates and the, the style that he uses. I mean, um, definitely check out Brick for sure. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in that, um, and he does a wonderful job as a high school detective. Um, again, it's a movie that you, you have to see. Um, then he also has The Brothers Bloom, which I'm, I'm not going to sit here and you know ride for. And then Looper, again, another interesting concept, and again with Joseph Gordon-Levitt um, with that. But, I mean, I know he doesn't have much of a career, but I think he's on a trage- trajectory to be in the top five. Make the case for why not and – don't be mean. I mean, it definitely takes some <laughs> skill to make uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt look like Bruce Willis, right? <laughs> yeah, listen, prosthetics, get him in. Yeah. Um, Hans, why don't you take this first? <laughs> all right. So, haters, I, hate, I, no, hate, no, 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 no. First of all, no, no. I you you don't even know what I'm going to say. So <laughs> I I agree. Um, like Looper is is a very like i don't want to say like time traveling kind of thing like it's not necessarily sci-fi like, i would say like a sci-fi but it's not like necessarily yeah. like original like they've done that time to kind of like go back in time mm-hmm. like um but i it was i felt like it the movie felt different which i think is good um right. i've seen brick but harry's right it's a very enjoyable film knives out is one of my favorite films of uh the year what was it 2018 it came out um or 2019 2019 i think um, yeah 19 yeah I, I mean i saw it kind of during quarantine but um uh, it, it, it's definitely lived up to the expectations that everyone gave it. Now we're going to just uh, skip all that and get to jump into Star Wars. So uh, it, this is like a really tough kind of like argument to have for me because I'm, I don't think it's the best of that trilogy and I'm not, I'm not going to like kind of crap on it. I, I do enjoy the last Jedi. Um, so I'm not, but I think that, I think there were a lot of issues with that trilogy, and I think that Ryan got a lot of kind of a lot of bad heat for the direction of it because it necessarily wasn't the fact that he directed a bad movie. 
and the story like didn't make any sense. Where they they a lot of reports coming out that like Kathleen Kennedy and and everyone up really didn't really have a direction for Star Wars to go. They were just kind of like throwing stuff against the wall and be like, no, let's just you know blah blah blah. Let's make it this. Let's make it this. Like, and and it was all over the place. So I I don't necessarily give him any kind of bad heat for The Last Jedi. It has its flaws. You could take out that casino scene. I honestly, as much as I do enjoy The Last Jedi, I hate that scene more than anything World that I've building, seen man. in Star World Wars. World building, I hate it. I, and I just, I despise it. But, and, and, and anything of Star Wars. And that includes all of Attack of the Clones. That's my rant. <laughs> I mean, I... I, I I wouldn't. I, I necessarily. Rant. I think, and and he's kind of like in the in the Taika conversation. Like in a few years, he's going in that direction. Like Knives Out is a phenomenal movie, and I think if he sticks with that kind of comedy, like like mystery type, uh, I think if he goes into like another kind of like into that, I don't want to say that genre, but kind of takes more chances, like he did with Looper and Knives Out. I think we'll have we'll be talking and like having a different conversation. But I, I wouldn't put him in top five of this list awful yeah well all right thank you um you know <laughs> look at harry waiting with bated breath uh for oh, my man, review here for greg to trash everything yeah. god so, <laughs> so looper was an enjoyable movie um you know i i i liked it uh yeah i don't remember a ton about it you know other than mm. it being time travel and and you know uh some minimal details of the plot but it wasn't like something that stood out to me. Knives Out, on the other hand, was tremendous. Um, that yeah. was a movie that got so much hype. And when you have a movie that gets a lot of hype, it's tough to live up to expectations. And that absolutely did. So, yeah. you know, he knocked it out of the park for that. Um, Star Wars The Last Jedi. <laughs> and maybe one day we'll do a whole episode on this because we absolutely could. Um, yeah. But... For me, that movie was ten pounds of crap in a five-pound bag. Um, hate, <laughs> it was hate, just, hate, hate. it was too much. And look, I don't care if Kathleen Kennedy or whoever um, was behind the mess that it became, uh, because they didn't have a direction for it to go. The bottom line is, his name is on that. That's part of his filmography. He was mm -hmm. the director of that movie. Um, now, I haven't seen Brick or The Brothers Bloom, but He's got five major releases. Uh, I think it's a little early to have him in this conversation for top five, especially, especially when Star Wars The Last Jedi is, to put it mildly, polarizing. Uh, okay. You know, That's it's not like it's a, a universal hit. So... I don't know. Listen, I just I don't I will, see him in this conversation. I will finish. I will finish. The last thing about it is, out of all the directors we've nominated, I've met one of them, and his name is Ryan Johnson. Mm -hmm. um, well, I went to the Philadelphia Film Festival to see the premiere for Knives Out. Um, he did a little Q and A afterwards, and we got to meet him. Um, and he's a delightful man. Um, so nothing bad to say about Ryan Johnson from my point of view. So uh, we're putting him in the top five. This is great, boys. Next director. What's so, up? So, so what you're saying <laughs> is this is nepotism for your friend because uh, you got to get no. him in. You know he's uh, out there listening, as all smart people listen, are. Sweet man. Yeah, sweet sweet man, man, that Ryan Johnson. I one time right. shook the big show's hand, so he's my favorite wrestler. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Captain Insano himself. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm outvoted here. I get it. I get it. Hold on. We haven't officially voted. Let's hear what the people have to say. Uh, Harry, do you genuinely believe he belongs in the top five? Uh, genuinely? No. Yeah, genuinely. Okay. No. All right. <laughs> Hands. He's one of my yeah. favorites. 
No. Yeah. No. All right. And I'm a no as well. So you get the punt, Ryan Johnson. Love you, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Come back next year. Make a couple more movies. We'll see what's good. Uh, All right. So moving on to my pick, uh, someone that is definitely not Ryan Johnson, little guy by the name of QT, Quentin Tarantino. Um, I mean, he's got nicknames for everybody. Yeah. Talk about a slam dunk of a director, right? Let's just run down the hits. Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, the Kill Bill movies, Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchained, Hateful Eight, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I mean, it doesn't get much more stacked than that. The level of talent that he uses. I know we're talking director, but, you know, he scripts some of these and the the movies themselves turn out amazing because of it. Uh, I mean, he's just, man, he's so good. Every one of these movies is quotable, memorable, excellent cast i mean he just he directs the crap out of them and i think that he does an excellent job and i think he belongs in a top five conversation harry what do you think i mean i i definitely think he definitely belongs to be in the top five conversation for sure um i mean Mm -hmm. those the list you just ran down with reservoir dogs and everything i mean it's just hit after hit after hit um he's won two oscars um for writing um he's been nominated for obviously a couple more um, but writer for Pulp and for Django that he won for. And he's obviously had performances from those movies that have won Oscars as well. So I think he is definitely a director who, he, like, I mean, I would say once upon a time when Hollywood was coming out and it's like, you got Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio and it's like, boom, like that's, that's all you got to say uh, for people to go see it. Um, I would say he can be a little dis, uh, divisive at times because I do think sometimes he does go, a little hardcore, you know, I mean, with the shootout and reservoir dogs, um, you know, and hateful eight, even too, if you, if you make it all the way to the end of that movie, like, uh, <laughs> but definitely check out the Netflix version of it with the parts. I think that, uh, it's an extended cut and it adds a little bit more to that. Um, his movies are always long, which I mean, if you talk to my wife, she'll probably say, I'm not interested in a three hour movie about, uh, the ho- Hollywood, uh, early Hollywood when talking about once upon a time in Hollywood, but, uh, I mean, Inglourious Bastards is one of my favorite movies of his. Uh, I know, uh, rewatched that pretty recently, and it just uh, gets me going every time. It's so quotable. Um, it's so enjoyable because, you know, killing Nazis. Um, but, yeah, I think he definitely deserves to be in there for me. Hands, not Landa. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I, I would – and just to, like, kind of jump to the point, I would definitely put him in this discussion only because – I, I think he kind of gets better as he went along. Like I, I, as I, as much as Reservoir Dogs is a good movie, I wouldn't necessarily rank it my favorite Quentin movie. And even Pulp Fiction, I wouldn't even put that probably in his top three or five. Um, I think he gets better as he goes along. Um, and not saying I hate Pulp Fiction, but I, I'm I'm not high on it as a lot of other people are. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, I think anytime mm-hmm. Sam Jackson's not on screen, I'm like kind of out of it. Like the whole John Travolta, Numa Thurman kind of going and dancing at the club. I'm, I, I usually that's kind of like me go to the bathroom, like if it's on. I, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I think if you start looking at like Inglorious Bastards, like, I, I that's such a like a like a crazy movie at some points, like where it basically rewrites history in a mm-hmm. very bizarre kind of way in a movie theater and in a, in a good way. Um, and then you, we talked about Kill Bill, which I, is a I don't consider that two movies and. and, and I'm one of the ones where it's just like kind of one long movie. It's, 
I don't think I kind of, even like with Pulp Fiction come before, I don't really think at the time I knew really who Uma Thurman was. And that kind of like just put her in like as an action star, like from that standpoint. And then you have like, that's a very like kind of bloody, mar- and I like martial arts movie, which I love. And it doesn't end like if with a big fight, it ends with actually with a ton of dialogue between um, the bride and Bill, which I, I, I think that which he does dialogue like really strong. Mm-hmm. Um and then you, you know, um, Hateful Eight is probably, and um, a lot of people don't say this, my favorite movie of his. Um, it is very long, but um, and like Harry said, they cut it in the parts on Netflix, and like I think it's like half hour parts or maybe a little longer. Um, it's a little longer, yeah. But it it's it sucks. That movie is probably eighty percent, eighty five percent dialogue, and it kind of keeps you in like keeps you fixated on it the whole time and then the end at one point it gets to one point where it just kind of all hell breaks loose and i i think he really balances that whole um like i, I think a lot of it you don't take seriously like in, it, it, there's a lot of comedic dialogue with it but he's actually touching on a lot of like serious like elements mm-hmm. um but especially that the last half hour of hateful eight is just is just bananas um, but I haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I've been wanting to go back and check that out. But um, I mean, I've seen every other one of his movies. I would definitely, absolutely put him in a, in a in a top five list. Now we went this whole conversation. We didn't even talk about Django and how amazing that is, and the uber memeable Monsieur yeah. Candy. I mean, it was just that's a tremendous movie too. Uh, so you know, I wanted to give some extra love to that. Um, well. I'm nominating QT uh, for the top five. I think he goes on this list. Hands? Yes. And, and, and only for the memes only. I mean, I'm a meme lord. <laughs> I consider myself a meme lord. But I haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but when he's pointing, when Leo's pointing to the TV. Oh. And, yeah. And the one from, um, and the one from Django are, are just, I, I'll use them all day. They're so good. That I, I, and we have Quentin to thank for that. Well, we got two to float them in, but uh, Harry, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to sit here, and uh, I think I made the case that I want him in. It's just Greg has three of his in, Chris, so we've been denied some, so just keep that <laughs> I in mind. I just, I just read the, I, I'm like looking at I wrote it down. The, I'm like, oh. The only, the only thing I will say when we get down to the end, because we're going to have to be nitpicky, is I think Quentin yeah. Tarantino, you could maybe make the case that he's a better writer than he is uh, a director. Um, I okay. mean, he has been, you know, uh, received awards more for his writing, um, but you know, if we're getting down to the nitty gritty, it could be something that, uh, that we have to take into consideration. That's a fair point. I'm, you know, I'm not going to argue that. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, that was my pick hands. You're up. All right. I'm going to jump into uh, Ron Howard for me. Mm. Um, he's another one who started a lot of his like earlier stuff. I don't, um, I haven't seen splash or cocoon. Um, I, I probably never will. I just kind of looking back, I never interested. Willow is one of the first movies I actually remember seeing. Um, and if you haven't seen it, you, you need to, it's, it's Val Kilmer's best performance other than tombstone. It's such a, like it's got Warwick Davis, who is just a national treasure. Um, I don't even think he's American. Even, and, even, yeah, he's British. <laughs> <laughs> he's a um, national treasure, just not this nation. Yeah, he's a national cinematic treasure. treasure. Um, but I, as he goes on, like a lot of his movies, uh, like I think he does, um, like, I, has every everyone on this list worked with Tom Hanks? Because um, I'm, I'm about <laughs> to mention Apollo 13. And I'm, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think Apollo 13, it's such a 
you know the story of it, but how he tells it, and and that's another one where like you have an all star cast and they all bring their A games as you expect. Like he he worked really well. Like I love Gary Sinise in that movie. I love Tom mm-hmm. Hanks, but I mean he get he as he moves on he his resume has a little bit of everything. Like he does a Grinch movie. He did a Star Wars movie, which I actually don't hate. It's okay. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna, you know, crap on it. It's not. It's probably if I had to rank on it, I'd probably lower it in terms of Star Wars movies a little, a little, a little low. But I, I, a lot of like, I love a Beautiful Mind. That's one of my favorite movies. I think he, like, he gets another one where he gets such, such good performances out of. Like, he gets it out of like Russell Crowe. He gets it out of um, Jennifer Connelly, who I'll, I'll watch any movie she's in. Um, I think she's a fantastic actress. Um, but. I just think he's another one like Spielberg where when he touches on a lot of historical events, he does it like so well. And you actually like, I feel like they could be like almost documentaries in terms of if you go back and look at some of the research with some of the work that he's done. Um, I'll Da Vinci code movies aren't, they're all right. I'm not going to, you know, whatever they're, they're enjoyable. The first two. Um, but I think like uh, he's definitely does, like he gets great performances out of the cast um, and he really touches on historical knowledge very well and has a little bit of fantasy. Like I'll, Willow, I'll, like I said, I'll, I, I think it's just Willow is the discussion for me. So, so Willow does it. Yeah. By the Willow, way, Willow, uh, Willow we're, putting him again, we're, we're putting him above Spielberg at this point <laughs> for Willow. Uh, by the way, Willow series coming out. So yes, definitely check out Willow to prep. I know. For that. And, and responsible, he's not a director, but responsible for the amazing Arrested Development. Oh, yeah, so good. So, I, so I, good. I, I have him to thank for that. So, um, Yeah, I mean, what can I say about Ron Howard? He's, he's pretty awesome. Uh, you know, you covered it really well. Backdraft was another good one. Um, Cinderella Man, a sleeper. Uh, that, that was a really good movie that not a lot of people talk about um, in terms of Ron Howard movies and, and just in general. Um, guilty pleasure movie is uh well guilty pleasure movies are the dan brown trilogy that you know the um uh, or robert langdon trilogy whatever you want to call it the angels and demons and uh da vinci code and inferno i really enjoy them although i know that the consensus for most people is yeah yeah, they're okay to bad like i read the books so i think i was kind of like that spoiled like hey they're not as Mm. good as the books but i you know i it's they most of the times they never are so Mm mm-hmm yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ron Howard, I mean, he's, he's a solid choice and I would say he deserves to be in the conversation. Uh, Har, what are your thoughts on Ron? Opie? Um, I think, I think, uh, yeah, I think Ron Howard for me is, is outside of the top five. Um, I, the reason I, I feel that way and when we, while we keep discussing him is I feel like he's just a poor man, Steven Spielberg. Like we have Steven Spielberg in the, in the top five list. And I don't think we could have Ron Howard in the top five list. Uh, you know, I feel like Steven Spielberg's uh, filmography just outweighs that. My two favorite movies from him are probably beautiful mind and rush. Um, the other movies, I I would say, a, a lot of his earlier work, I would say that I haven't uh, been familiar with. So crucify me for that um, with this, but I <laughs> think I, <laughs> beautiful mind, when I saw it. It really, obviously I'll, I'll watch Willow. Sure whatever um I'll, maybe i'll watch it we'll see but a yeah, beautiful mind for me he did win uh best director for that um so i mean that one i think is obviously held up as one of his best ones and i think russ i'm pretty sure russell crowe won that 
for best actor because I think he won for Gladiator either the year before or the year after. Um, and then Rush is just uh, you know an, a criminally underrated movie. Um, it ha- it stars two uh, Marvel Marvel well one Marvel hero and one Marvel villain uh, for that. But uh, that that's a that's a very enjoyable movie if it's a Ron Howard movie that you've missed. But I'm not gonna sit here and make a case for him to be in the top five. All right, so Chris, you think he truly belongs top five? I think Harry Harry kind of nailed it on the head with the poor man's uh, poor man Spielberg. I top ten, yes. I'm not put. I I I think after kind of hearing some thoughts, I wouldn't put him in the top five. Okay, Harry, you say? I say nay. That's a nay for yeah. me. Yeah, and it's a nay for me. Also, I think yeah. <laughs> oh, you know right. what? He is he is really good. Uh, he's a he's a solid director with some excellent movies. Um, but yeah, he, man, Harry, with you that comment with kind of poor man, Steven Spielberg uh, and film fans, you know, show us whatever your thoughts are, hate or love. Uh, But I I think that's kind of apt uh, that comment. So, all right. Sorry, Ron. Well, Harry, what do you have for us? So, so the, the next director I have, um, I feel is the, is the man of the moment Um, ever since his movie won best picture. And ever since he won best director, um, the whole world has just gone upside down. And that's, uh, that's Bong Joon-ho. Uh, he is, um, I would say there, there's no director for me that keeps you on the edge of your seat and keeps you guessing throughout a movie, um, more than probably bong. Uh, like I said, he, he won three Oscars for parasite. Um, this, I mean, that's a movie that if you haven't seen, you know, stop what you're doing right now and go see it. I bought it on criterion. There's a black and white version on there. I'm very excited to go see, um, if you're more of a Netflix head, he's got Okja on there um, for if you want to watch that. Um, and Snowpiercer, well, Snowpiercer was the first movie I ever saw from him and just left me, you know, jaw on the floor. Uh, felt like it could have gotten more recognition, but I believe there were some issues with that film either coming out. I think it was one of the Weinstein Company movies, you know, late mm-hmm. on in the game there. So I think there were some issues with that, which heard it from, I think, getting more recognition and getting a push for it. Uh, and I've recently watched The Host um, when it was on uh, Shout Out Criterion channel um, for that. And and that's just another, uh, it's a kind of a monster movie. Um, and that's just well done as well. But um, I think because of the, the run he's on and I, like I, if he came out with a movie tomorrow, he would definitely, I would definitely be in a theater, um, you know, or at, on my TV, depending on how it was available to me to, to go watch and see. Hmm. Hands, your thoughts on Bong? Um, so I've actually only seen one of his movies, which was Snowpiercer. So, um, but um, I, you know, Harry, I, if you want, I can just drop off here and I'll go watch Parasite. And then if you guys are still recording, I'll come back. <laughs> yeah, hold on, pause and come back. Yeah, yeah. I'll be right back. Um, no, and I, I, he's definitely a director that I, I wouldn't necessarily put him in, in a top five list, but he's definitely one of those directors that I want to go back and watch his previous films. Uh, I heard the host is phenomenal. Okja I heard is, is great. Um, Snowpiercer, like I said, I've seen it. I, I actually love Snowpiercer. Um, the TV show that it's on season two right now uh, is, is really good. Um, I, I don't have much to say other than like kind of commenting on Snowpiercer, but I think the fact that he's, uh, he's another one up and coming. I, I, I think that once he kind of, he has a small resume, but I think once he starts building, and I and I and I hope that I, he doesn't have a big enough resume where it, it takes me long enough to catch up all his movies. Like I feel like I could do it in a fair short amount of time. 
Um, but I, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't have a lot to say with him. A Snowpiercer was great. Um, I do want to watch Parasite. I, I know it's available on streaming. Oh, it's so, my criterion. Don't worry about uh, it. I'll watch it on streaming. <laughs> um, that way, I, yeah, I don't, I won't feel guilty when I don't give it back. <laughs> um, speaking of which, I found your blue crush that I borrowed from 10 years ago. Oh, um, God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, on that note, though, I, I wouldn't include um, – I wouldn't include him. I, I, I don't think I've seen enough of his movies to kind of make a, make a judgment call on it. So similar to you, I've only seen one of his movies. The one I've seen is Parasite, his most recent. And, um, I mean, it was tremendous. It was a great movie and I think deserving of all the accolade that it got. Um, but – uh, I can't rightfully put him in a top five if I haven't also gone out of this my way to see his movies. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, his, his resume is kind of short. And for the things that are on his resume, like, I don't see anybody out there saying, oh, yeah, go check out Mother. Oh, yeah, you have to see Snowpiercer. Like, you know, it's not movies that are talked about in terms of, like, legendary status. Um so I think I think he's an up and comer for sure, and based off of Parasite, I don't doubt that his other movies are really good, but he doesn't make it into the list, um, you know. For me, all the hate, just keep the hate coming my way. The one movie I will say <laughs> that um, just got a re-release and should be available, and I know it was mm-hmm. available on streaming, is uh, Memories of a Murder. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that is the title of it. I don't want a little sorry, everyone. Um, but that movie is definitely going to be re-released, I think, in March, uh, courtesy of Neon uh, Studios. So that's definitely something where I would say if you guys are looking for another Bong movie, that that one is is very well regarded as well. So can't okay. wait till we have this discussion again and you guys put them in. It'll be great. <laughs> well, let's take it to a vote, Harry. You say yay? I say yay. I think his – I mean, he's one of the few directors on this list who has won a Best uh, Director Award. Um, and I think Parasite is a fantastic film, and I think he has a longer filmography than you guys are giving him credit for. I say yes. All right, hands. Nope. No. <laughs> and I'm I'm the tiebreaker here. I'm saying nay. Sorry, bud. No. Said, yeah. Sorry, Bong. Back to the bottom of the bin for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. We're gonna go with my next pick, uh, little fella by the name of Jimmy Cameron. That you guys might have heard of uh jimmy, james c. Cameron, jimmy c yeah jimmy c let's talk about terminator one terminator two which is one of my all-time favorite movies aliens which is arguably the best in the uh series the abyss phenomenal movie true lies i know hands is a big uh, true lies fan buckle up uh, titanic which you know Look, a lot of people want to sit there and be like, it's sappy, blah, blah, blah. Wrong. No, it's a good movie. It is. I'm not afraid to yeah. admit it. It's a good movie. And you Avatar. Got the, two, the two VHSs you got to change out in your, uh, <laughs> your exactly. player. <laughs> Comes in the extra big box and everything. Yeah. Uh, and Avatar. I mean, Avatar made like a gazillion dollars at the box office. I mean, you know, some people are like, oh, Dances with Wolves remake. And I, I get that point of view, but... It was wildly entertaining. It um, pushed technology forward uh, tremendously. Um, I, I just really enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the actors. Um, I mean, I, I thought it was a great movie. So James Cameron, I mean, there's nothing this guy doesn't touch that turns to gold. We'll see with the Avatar sequels, but so far his record's straight. Uh, 
So I don't know. He, I think he's a top five director for me. Harry, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think if you want to talk about filmographies, I would say his is kind of smaller than a lot of the, the big name directors that, you know, when you talk about your classic directors, but I think that's because, you know, he takes a while to make some of his movies and he makes sure that they're quality. I mean, if you watch true lies now, like, and just think about the scope and the size of that movie, like from the bridge scene, when they're driving the car across the cars across the bridge and there's that chase in the helicopter to the skyscraper scene. Um, true lies is definitely, I like, I know it's one of Chris's favorites, uh, but it's definitely, I think, a hidden gem. Uh, Terminator 2, uh, our friend Frank, it's his favorite, uh, probably one of his favorite movies ever. Um, a huge Arnold guy um, with that as well. Uh, and Avatar, I mean, when, when I first saw that movie, you know, and we talked a little bit earlier about hype. That movie for me was hyped, and then you go see it, and you're like, dang, this movie's incredible. Um, so my, my, my biggest complaint with him is, is that where's Avatar 2? You know, let's go. Let's get it out. Stop doing I mean, that, but that's part of the, you and three know, and four of, and five and six. Yeah, let's go. Let's get him out. But that's part of the, the making of James, James Cameron or Jimmy C with his movies is mm. that, you know, he takes the time to make sure that there are no flaws, that you're not sitting there during that one CGI scene and being like, oh, that looks a little cheesy. Um, so, but yeah, let, let's drop the Avatar too. Let's go. Come on. Okay. Hands. All right. So I... Terminator 2 is one of my favorite like movies. I not only is it a good sequel, it just I think it's far superior than Terminator 1. Um, and then you look at Aliens, I think that's be- like the best of of the trilogy. Um, uh, the only I, I think James Cameron is a great action director because if you look at like Terminator 2 and you look at True Lies like it, it, if we're having like a, a, a an honest genuine discussion True Lies is not a good movie. It's just it's it's, <laughs> it's such a fun a, movie. It's it's a very fun movie. And then dude, I, he got that performance out of Tom Arnold. Come on dude, now, you I, tell me a I, talented director. He's not a talented director. It was on TV the and it was on TV like a couple nights ago when I texted you guys about that. And mm-hmm. I I watched the last twenty minutes and I was just like cracking up through the whole thing. Like when he's flying the jet and he does the whole "You're fired." And I'm like hitting Catherine. I'm like, oh my god, you gotta like this is this is hilarious. And she's like, her her exact words were like, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Like, and she only like really paid attention to like thirty seconds. But I, I think he's really like, and you start going to like Titanic. Uh, I I think Titanic is a great movie, but I, I'm kind of it is a little sappy. But I think that like it really amps up at like after it hits the iceberg and like kind of like the chaos start, starts ensuing, and. I second think that, half of the VHS is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your second half and, of VHS guy. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think he does acting really well. Um, but like Avatar, in terms of story, it was nothing new. Like they just kind of changed the setting of like Dances with Wolves and that whole, like someone like a like the good guy is really or is really a bad guy to start out with, and you know that whole that whole um, kind of trope. But I, I in terms of I agree. It's groundbreaking in terms of the technology they use. I think I saw Avatar like six times in the theaters. Like I, I really do have like a, like a soft spot for it. Um, but I can't put him in top five only because I think I think he's a good action director. But I, I don't I haven't seen him enough in just like a completely like serious like straight up like drama where like I, if that makes any sense like if yeah you know I I, I wouldn't put him top five. I would put him definitely top ten. But I just I, I I definitely think he is a phenomenal director, but 
I just I, I I think the reason is I don't even think there's much, and I don't remember Terminator One. I don't think there's much action in it in terms of like T two, no. and that's why I think I like T two. Like it's just a it's a I think the story's a lot better, but I think like it's just a lot more fun than like T one. Like that, mm-hmm. you know. I, I I I would definitely say top ten. He's one of my favorite. Like whenever James Cameron movie comes out in like twenty years, he's definitely I'm looking forward to it. But I mean, I'm sure I'm going to be taking my son when he turns eighteen to see Avatar three. <laughs> nice um all right so it's a nay from you chris harry yes. how about you i think there's there's two factors uh there's three factors one i mean uh, he's won three oscars they were pretty much all for titanic um which obviously we've talked about and that was you know the highest grossing movie forever um until mm-hmm. avatar came along and and you know beat that as well um but there's there's two factors one we haven't removed a director from greg's list yet so that's mm-hmm. going in there. I'm being biased. And then two, again, I'm going back to where's Avatar 2? You know, my buddy Tim, our buddy Tim, he would love to see Avatar 2 right now. He's probably banging on the door of James Cameron asking for Avatar 2. So, um, yeah, I would say he's just outside. I think Chris brought up some good points with that. Okay. I, I bet you that movie's going to get pushed back again. Obviously. Oh, yeah? You think so? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Not, not even not very hot related. Take. Because he's gonna like be one of those that wants to go to like, like an actual distant planet to film it. <laughs> I mean, it's not like there's no precedent for it, so yeah. it's possible. Well, you guys gave your votes, and I'm actually gonna side with you and vote nay as well, and not just because I'm outnumbered in this, but <laughs> but I actually, you know, you guys made some good points. I think he is in that top ten discussion. I don't know about top five, and especially, you know, I'm looking at some of the names coming up, and it's like, hmm, I think maybe there could be better picks. So. Mm. James, you're an awesome director, but uh, you just didn't make this top five list. So sorry, buddy. Sorry, uh, <laughs> sorry, Jimmy C. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's gonna love that. Uh, all right, Hans, who do you got? So I have one more, only because me and you shared Spielberg, so we already yes. discussed him. So he's I'm gonna go same. with Denis Villeneuve. Mm. Um, I so far, like out of his filmography of like of all the movies that I've seen by him, I, he he knocks it out of the park with everything. Um, Sicario is is such a great movie. Like that's the first movie I saw of his. Um, I really and I don't even I'm, I don't remember Harry. I don't know if you can like kind of back this up. If um, Benicio was nominated for an award for that or Emily, I don't won. believe he was. Okay, um, but that's another one where. It put like Benicio on like a map of terms of like I feel like he fell off for a while and like he put like I it's my favorite performance of his, um in terms of um like a serious role like if you go to like Guardians or something that was like kind of goofy, um but it's my favorite Benicio role but um just the story of like the whole cartel and about like a Sicario better than Sin City. He was great in Sin City. I uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> forgot about Sin City. Um, he was yeah. Sicario. I'll yeah. give you that. I'll give. You, I'll, I'll stick with Sicario. <laughs> um, but I I think the way he handles like he's another one with like cinematography where he like uses it to the best of. Um, Shout out Deacons. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Like Roger. Like he works with Deacons, and it's like it, it, it's gold. Now. Um, and who was Deacons for our listeners? He's the cinematographer for okay. Sicario, and I believe okay. he did Blade Runner, Harry? Justin? Uh, yeah, he did yes? 2049, yeah. 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 Um, and then jumping into that, um, Blade Runner is one of my favorite science fiction movies, um, and when it was first announced, here's a director that um, 
like wasn't he had a good track record in terms of recent movies and quality but i think putting that sequel into his hands really said a lot to um to warner brothers to say like all right it's been like 30 years since this movie came out like you like do what you can with it and mm-hmm. i think it 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 really is a, a, my favorite science fiction movie probably probably in the past 10 years other than one we'll probably talk about in a little bit um but um I think like now the fact that they're put, they're going forward with him with Dune, like I'm I'm that's probably my most anticipated movie, and I've talked about that, you know, ad nauseum regarding my expectations for that and like how like I feel, um, but you know, look at like Arrival. I don't know if anyone I know Greg, you haven't seen Arrival. Love Arrival. Arrival yeah. is like such a phenomenal movie. You get um, Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner, which are great in it. Um, he's another one who who takes like I don't say I don't want to say like B list actors at the time, but he like gets such good performances out of them, and and he does a little bit science fiction, he does a little bit um, like kind of like thriller with Sicario, Dune with science fiction. I'm, I I can I like I said I cannot wait. Uh, he's just he's definitely has such a great resume, and it's only going to build from hopefully from here on out. Okay. Um... I can't comment much because out of our entire list, Denny here is the only one, not, not Denny, but Denny is the only person I haven't seen a single one of his films. Uh, it's just absolutely crazy to me. Now I've heard good things, uh, especially with arrival blade runner, 2049 and uh, Sicario. But um, yeah, I just, I don't know. The only thing that I'll add to this conversation is that uh, he has a very small filmography so another one who i think is a real up-and-comer uh he's certainly talented but um i think for me it's just gonna have to be wait and see where does this go in five or ten years harry what are your thoughts on denny yeah i mean i think i would say when we talk about the small filmography i think the the best thing that he's got going is that i would say his is probably one of the highest uh you know highest batting percentages for lack of a better word with how much he he has hits uh i mean going back to the deacons point i mean we talked a little bit i don't want to go off too much off a topic topic but with deacons i mean he did no country for old men as a cinematographer uh beautiful mind uh skyfall one of the best james bond movies true grit so he's worked with the coens and worked with a lot of these directors so um look up your roger deacons history uh folks um and then just going back to sicario sicario is I mean, I know it's always hard to talk about like favorite movies of all time, but Sicario for me is one of one of my favorite movies uh, of all time. You know, uh, it's just it's a well acted. You know, the, some of the scenes in there are so memorable from the border scene, uh, and Greg, you'll you'll see it when you when you watch it uh, next week because you'll be so upset that you haven't watched it yet. Um, <laughs> to some of the later scenes when they have to go underground. Um, just the, the style of his movies are great. Uh, if you want to talk about it, does he deserve to be in the top five? I would make the case. Yes. Cause he was borderline on my list. Uh, one of the ones I had to remove, uh, in the, the list because, uh, I also saw Chris Haddam um, as well, but yeah. And I mean, arrival, he was nominated, uh, I believe for directing for that film as well. So definitely add that to your list if you haven't seen it. All right, Chris, you, uh, you keeping him up. Yeah, I'm keeping them up. And okay. disclaimer for that loud banging you heard shortly ago, my uh, laptop fell off its stand. Um, <laughs> Great job. Great job. <laughs> Technical difficulties, please yeah. stand by. Yeah. Uh, no uh, worries. Yes, I'm keeping them in. 
All right. I am going to say nay just because, uh, again, I think it's a really short filmography and uh, there hasn't been anything that's jumped out where I've absolutely had to rush out and see it. Harry, what do you think? I'm going to, I'm going to have to say nay as much as I would love to say yay. um, I think when we get down to the top five, I think you would still get cut. So I would have to say nay. Okay. Uh, All right. Moving on Harry, Who's your next nominee? So my next nominee uh, is going to be Paul Thomas Anderson or PTA as he's known to the youth. Mm -hmm. Um, He's been nominated for eight eight Oscars. He's never won, um, which is unbelievable. He has uh, two for directing uh, for there will be blood and phantom thread. Uh, He's worked with some of the finest actors that we have. So you could maybe make the case that that hurts him, but I think it helps him because I think, you know, when you're talking about top tier talent, like Daniel day, Lewis, Joaquin Phoenix, Philip Seymour Hoffman, um, I'm going to put Tom Cruise as a top-notch actor because I think he is. Um, Rightfully so. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, I think just the, you know, his movies from Boogie Nights, Magnolia, Punch Drunk Love, There Will Be Blood, The Master, uh, Phantom Thread, I mean, Inherent Vice in, in the last couple of years. But I think the, the movie I like to focus on a lot is There Will Be Blood. I think it is one of the, again, I don't want to, you know, have too much like where I'm saying this is the best movie ever, but I think it's definitely again in my top five, top 10, whatever list you want to put it in. Um, It obviously has great performances, a story about greed, ambition, obsession. Um, I think it should have won best picture that year instead of no country for old men. But I mean, you know, how can you be unhappy if a Coen brothers movie won? but I am unhappy because Paul Thomas Anderson didn't win uh, for directing or best picture there. So um yeah, those are my thoughts on PTA. I think he deserves to be in top five. Hans, what do you think about PTA? Um, I, I agree. Um, he's definitely uh, – I think there, there will be blood. I think uh, uh, if we're looking at some – We of saw the that together, that, Chris. I forgot to mention that. We saw that together. We did, yes. Sold out show. Yes. We might not have even paid. We probably just walked in. Um, you guys had the hot ticket. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, out of his movies that I've seen, I've really only seen Punch Drunk Love. Um, there will be blood and boogie nights um going with there will be blood i i agree with harry that it's probably one of the best movies that i've ever seen um it's such a like it's such a bizarre movie like just from the beginning like first 15 minutes there's no dialogue it's just all either just like all sound effects or music and it's just i think the way he gets a performance like if you have the i feel like if working with daniel day lewis has to be one of the most difficult jobs as a director because he literally transforms into that character now it might make it easier to say like you're you're directing daniel plainview or whatever but it's just like if you need to like have a heart to heart with like daniel and be like look tone it down a little bit or whatever i i i wouldn't be able to do it i i i think it like a really good director to work with him and that kind of method acting um says a lot and he's done it twice with um with uh day lewis in uh phantom thread is the other movie um Boogie Nights is a great movie. Uh, as much as I don't like Mark Wahlberg, I think he was great in it. Um, but uh, his his is another filmography I wanted to go back and kind of catch up on a few of his movies. I've seen Punch Drunk Love. It's not my favorite. I'm in that ballpark of where um, you either love it or hate it. I don't. I don't. I just don't like it. I think it was kind of a miss for him. But I understand that some people do enjoy it, and you know, I I, I want to see the master. I want to go back and watch Phantom or go see Phantom Thread. That was a big one i want to see one um that year but um yeah i from the movies that i saw i would include them in the top five um but you know let, let's hear your thoughts and then i'll kind of let you know where i'm going all right get ready for a hot take 
because this guy is trash. Oh, wait, this isn't the video game Paul Anderson. This is Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, okay. In that case, um, no, yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson has just, he's, he's awesome. He's a great director. Um, you guys didn't really touch on uh, the master and you, you just like briefly mentioned it, Harry Magnolia, but yeah. I love both of those movies. Magnolia is a great um, kind of piecemeal movie where it yeah. takes a bunch of stories and intertwines them. You see yeah. how all the characters relate. I think I saw Magnolia when I was a little too young and it confused me a little bit and, mm. you know, probably wasn't paying as much attention. So it's definitely one I have to revisit. I'm pretty sure it's streaming now. I forget which platform, yeah. but definitely look for it. Uh, there will be blood, you know, there, there's a reason that we keep coming back to this movie, but um, in the wrong hands, that movie could just be a totally weird, boring movie. Uh, I mean, we're talking about, you know, an 1800s oil baron and, you know, his rise and whatever. And it's just that concept does not sound like something that's entertaining, but boy, Paul Thomas Anderson the master <laughs> was at work. Yeah. Uh, he just, yeah. uh, he really turned that into something that was enthralling and you, you couldn't take your eyes away from it. So kudos there. Um, yeah. I mean, when we're talking top five, man, he's, he's a really solid choice. Uh, so let's, let's put it up to vote, Harry. I mean, I'm going to say yes. Uh, I mean, I think when we get down to the top five, I think there could be a, a battle between him and the Coen brothers, because I think mm-hmm. a lot of their, their style, I would want to say is interchangeable, but when you talk about, you know, film heads, I think, you know, that's, it's kind of like, I think of those two as like film heads that people love and they could clash a little bit to cancel one of each other out. But yeah, I think he deserves to move on. Okay. Hans, what do you say? No, um, no, but he's, he's absolutely number six for me. Like he's he's wedging in to, <laughs> and we're gonna have a discussion in a little bit about someone else that mm-hmm. um, I think's gonna like kind of like I, I was kind of going forward and looking, and I, I don't I, I don't think he's quite like kind of worthy to be on this top five list. If we did a top six or seven, absolutely, but I, I just don't think he's there compared to you know. We'll continue. Okay. So I am the tiebreaker, and I'm going to have to vote yay. I think uh, he's an awesome choice and definitely worthy of being in the top five. So PTA, welcome, brother. You're in. Um, good choice here. All right. So we, we have our five. Oh, yeah. Now it's. Yeah, but there's still two, two oh, yeah. other directors left that we have to talk Let's about. Go, and they are, Let's go. They are some heavy hitters. Uh, so my final pick here is uh, one Christopher Nolan. The God. Um, the God. God vote <laughs> is no. <laughs> um, for those that don't know, this is one of Harry's favorite directors. Oh, my God. Um, and I'm sure, you know, he'll lavish praise upon Chris uh, when he gets his chance. But, um, you know, he he's another one that's got a really uh, just absolutely great filmography, memento, insomnia um the dark knight trilogy which you know say what you will about uh, the dark knight rises that might be take it or leave it but batman begins in the dark knight itself awesome the prestige phenomenal movie inception phenomenal movie interstellar which i'm not as huge a fan of um i think it's solid but i i do think it's a little overhyped um but still you know it, it's 
the general consensus again is that it's a great movie i realize i'm firmly in the minority there and uh dunkirk and tenet which i haven't seen but um you know maybe you guys can speak to that so chris nolan he's just uh he's got the touch and he's another one he kind of has his uh favorite performers he likes to work with but man he gets the most out of them so um hands what are your thoughts on chris nolan all right so we're just gonna get this one out of the way um mm-hmm. The Dark Knight trilogy, I think, as a whole, is a very overrated trilogy. Woo! Um, no. Hot take. Spicy, Batman, spicy Batman, take. Spicy. Batman Begins is... <laughs> I gotta is, get a sound effect. <laughs> yeah, just wait, like a clown horn. <laughs> so, I, I personally believe that Batman Begins is the best of the Dark Knight trilogy. And it's, I think it's much better than the Dark Knight. Um, I'm just going to leave that there. I, I think mm-hmm. I, you know, um, but as much as I'm, I like the prestige, I'm not too high on as ter- in terms of what other people believe. I think it's a good movie. I, I don't, you know, I, I, I appreciate how other people do. Um, they like their love for it. Um, and, but once we start hitting with Christopher Nolan, Inception and Interstellar are the two movies that as much as I, I'm not a huge fan of his, they're they are phenomenal um i think inception was like i think at the time like it was a very groundbreaking idea of like the fact that like you're die like a movie about dreams and you're like going into dreams and, and, and just the whole visuals um you have a cast that uh you know tom hardy who wasn't as well known joseph gordon levitt who was known but like i think that took it like a next step for him leonardo dicaprio who you know i i think at that point he was kind of i i i kind of think he peaked around this time with a lot of his movies. I feel like he was like a very like slow slope of getting to where he is now. And I think Mm -hmm. like Inception kind of was that point where he like started to get to that top. Um, But then uh, it just, you can't say enough good things about Inception and then Interstellar. I know your feelings on it, but I think that um, that is my favorite science fiction movie. Probably. I I don't want to say of all all time, but I'm going to, kind of that's my internal yeah. struggle is it um, top five <laughs> i yes yeah um but I, I think like with interstellar it's such a crazy idea like going into another galaxy to find life and i think some of the best scenes in the movie aren't necessarily like in space or like in another galaxy it's on earth with the relationship between um between mcconaughey and his daughter and the son um like right before he leaves but it has two of the most like like I, I get like chills every time I watch this movie is when they're escaping the first planet. Um, and there's like that slow moving tidal wave and you hear like the, the, the score on that movie is it's so good. And then the docking scene of when right before Matt Damon goes boom. Um, and I, I just, I, it, it's so like, even though I've seen that movie so many times, I know what's going to happen. I kind of just like, I tense up whenever I watch it. Um, and I, I think that says a lot, but, um, as his, a few of his more, more recent movies, I haven't seen Tenet. Dunkirk was okay. I, it wasn't my favorite, like kind of war movie. I saw that. I saw that head shake hair. Um, it's okay. I, you know, I I'm gonna leave it there. I, no for me, but you know, I I appreciate where you guys are coming from. Okay, hair. Listen, uh, I'll save a lot of my thoughts for the the Christopher Nolan uh, pod that we'll do at some point. <laughs> but um, I mean, I think Dark Knight. I mean. Uh, 
you know, not that I want to trash Chris, but The Dark Knight is probably one of the best superhero movies ever. Um, the reason after The Dark Knight, he is able to make a movie like The Prestige and take chances and have his ideas, you know, such as Interstellar made because of the, the success of The Dark Knight. Um, now, I mean, I would say that that could get elevated by by Heath's performance. But, you know, uh, The Prestige is one of my all time, you know, favorite movies as well from him. Uh, that's, it, you know, I don't want to spoil it too much, but, you know, it's it's a movie that has a turn. Um, and is really great. Memento was the first movie I ever saw from him uh, that, you know, for folks out there who are unfamiliar, I mean, the basically the movie is told pretty much backwards, um, which is, is definitely a high concept st- style uh, for him. Um, I've seen Dunkirk. Uh, I think it's one of the best war movies ever, uh, even up there with Saving Private Ryan. So you could make that case. Uh, I think you need to give it another shot, Chris. Uh, and then Tenet, um, his most recent movie, uh, is definitely enjoyable. I haven't watched it a second time yet since I've seen it. Definitely deserves a second watch. I mean, that would be the one case that I think people could make against him is that sometimes his movies deserve a second watch or subtitles. Um, you know, you go to The Dark Knight Rises when that was coming out and people were like, it sounds like Bane is underwater. Um, you know, and even with For Dunkirk, you. <laughs> <laughs> even with Dunkirk and Tenet, I mean, there's definitely things where if you watch with subtitles, I think it adds an element. But um, the reason he isn't on my list, spoiler alert for my final directors, because I knew Greg had put him on his list. Uh, but yeah, Christopher Nolan, he's been nominated for five Oscars. He's only been nominated once as a director. And the other knock I would say against him is a lot of, uh, you know, film bros love to like gear up as he's the greatest director ever. I mean, I have a soft spot for him, but I mean, he does get elevated as, you know, the end all be all. Um, and I would say he's one of the last directors who I would say, who's probably had movies out, you know, in the last 10 years that can still bring in the audiences. I mean, obviously it's different now with COVID, but I still think he, if when his name is on a movie, people are going to see it. So I would mm-hmm. say he is definitely in top five. Um, okay. So let's put it to vote. Hands, what do you say? I, I, I no, no, wrong okay. answer. I, I, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I, I said, Aaron? I said my, I oh. said my piece with yes, him. yes for me, yes okay. for me, yes for you. All right, so that leaves it to me. Um, man, it's tough. Uh, we're not going to sit just... here and have Bobby, Bobby Zemeck in the top five and not have Christopher Nolan. I won't have it. I'm going to say nay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is yeah. unbelievable. I was, was going to say, keep in, mind, keep in mind Talia's death scene in death, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I mean, look, um, here's the thing. I, I Now, granted, I have not seen it. But, again, the general consensus with Tenet is that super confusing, needs multiple watches, blah, blah, blah. Um, Interstellar, like I said, I, I feel mediocre is- towards it. Uh, and Insomnia and Memento, okay movies, uh, you know, but nothing that stands out. And the Dark Knight trilogy, two thirds awesome, and one third not so much. So yeah, Chris Nolan, I love you, bro, but I'm, I'm sorry, man, you don't make. It I, I cannot wait for the end of this podcast when I could throw my computer in the river and <laughs> never <laughs> do this again. <laughs> this is unbelievable. <laughs> thanks, unbelievable. thanks for joining us for the final episode of Hot Takes. <laughs> Harry, Unbelievable this is. Harry, Dark Knight is not the best superhero of all time. I mean, superhero movie of all time. You can be wrong. Now, hands, see, I fine. disagree. I, I think it's one of. I don't think it's the best, but I think it's, it's definitely one. in top five. We'll save that for our next yeah. episode. Don't worry. Blade for sure. Three. It's top five. Oh, uh, all right, moving on before I get too yeah. upset and start moving crying on. on camera. 
Uh, my last director nominee? nomination is David Fincher. Uh, when mm. we started talking about this episode, one of the things I did was go to my letterbox reviews and looked at five star movies that I have. And he was, I mean, even though I have, you know, Christopher Nolan is probably one of my favorite directors. Fincher's movies were always at the top for me. Uh, he's been nominated for two Oscars. He's never won. One was for button and social network for directing. I think social network, is probably one of the greatest movies of the 2010s. Uh, highly underrated. Hi- I don't know why it didn't win Best Picture at the time. Is it underrated? I think everybody rates that pretty highly. So I would say so, but I would feel like during the time that it came out, it was definitely not. Yeah, Wasn't I guess you're about right. as much. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just it's one of those movies that you know you look back in five or ten mm-hmm. years and you're like, why isn't you know wasn't this movie Best Picture? Why mm-hmm. isn't this movie talked about more? Um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. It, it's it's criminal that we never got to see his Girl with the Dragon Tattoo trilogy. Um, yeah. You know, don't know the whole story behind that, but re- that movie for me is underrated thriller um, and just a fantastic movie. Gone Girl. Gone Girl almost made me never want to be with a woman again. Um, now I know obviously that it was based <laughs> off of a book, and you know probably if I read it, but his his adaptation of that. Uh, is incredible um one of the great performances as well in that movie but uh fantastic movie i will say i haven't seen mank um that's one of the movies of his more recent that i haven't seen yet but um i feel like i need to watch this Kane before i do that um and then you know one of the first movies i ever saw from fincher is seven which unequivocally is you know a fantastic movie um great thriller mm-hmm. i would say he deserves yeah. to be in the top five Okay. Uh, seven. I literally just rewatched that um, like last week. I mean, it's, that's one of those movies where it's like, Oh, seven's on. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll watch this. Uh, it's just, it's so rewatchable. Um, alien three is kind of controversial when it comes to the alien movies, but I think it really holds up um, with that original quadrilogy, I guess, um, mm-hmm. you know, counting resurrection, but uh, it, it was a very unique take uh, and setting and I thought Fincher really handled it well and I was totally for his decision to uh to off Ripley um you know we talked about seven I'll be honest I'm not the hugest fan of Fight Club um yeah, I thought it was an okay movie but that seems to be all the bros favorite movie yes. you know yep. it's like oh, come on dude nail on uh yeah zodiac was tremendous uh, absolutely yeah. love that um social network again you know i i think it does get a lot of praise but i think it's deservedly so uh girl with the dragon tattoo i absolutely love i think that's criminally underrated and uh i believe we all went to see that together um uh, too by the way yeah possibly and yeah. uh gone girl also phenomenal like like harry i haven't uh, gone to see mank or i haven't watched mank yet but um yeah David Fincher, man, he's got a really, really solid resume here. Uh, Hans, what do you take on uh, – what's your take on David? So uh, if, when you look at some of his earlier movies, like, I mean, like Alien 3, you're right. Like, I, I kind of think you, you you nailed it with it, – it wasn't I – don't, I don't think it was bad. I think it's out of the trilogy. I think it's the weakest um, of the movies. Um, Seven kind of – I think it – for, like, a 90s movie, it kind of, like, revolutionized that thriller-type story howling. Um, like with that like shocking ending like and the whole Gwyneth Paltrow's head in the box scene um, but I and one of the things I love about Seven is the fact that I don't know if this was Fincher's decision or not um, is how they kept Spacey out of all of the promotional um, promotional spoiler stuff. alert 
Uh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> they kept him out though. So like they didn't know, like he didn't go to any of the premieres. He didn't go to any like interviews or anything. Like no one knew that he was in the movie. I and did I think not that's know that. like, yes. So like, and I don't, I think other than like the cast and Fincher, like they knew, but, um, but I, they, his name wasn't on anything. Up until yeah. I probably like later on and and as like probably in like the two thousands they probably popped this name on it because everyone knew but at the time, um, but then we we kind of jump in when we go to Social Network that's is my favorite movie of like probably the past fifteen years um, I think the whole storytelling with it I think the the fact that um, Sorkin writing it was was great and I and I, I think um, he really took that script and just and nailed it um, I don't think Jesse Eisenberg's probably the best Mark Zuckerberg. But he really did like such a good job at like making me believe that he was he was Zuckerberg, and the whole story behind it. It's I know I've read the book um, what it was based on, um, and it's so controversial. And I and I think he really handled the whole back and forth with the two like the whole court case like the two similar um, like lawsuits back and forth. And I, I just I I really I I agree that that's I feel like when I guess maybe when Harry was saying it was underrated. Uh, I do come across people who don't know what it was about and like they and they don't know what it was. I, I don't think it, mm. I think it got recognition, but not to that like next level in terms of like, like I, I it's hard to explain. Um, but I have, I've come across people who have no idea what that movie is. Um, but you say Facebook, they're like, okay, I don't want to watch that, but it's such a, like, like a, unfriended. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but then like Justin Timberlake, he was, he's not, he's not like one of those like great actors, but he was another one where like such a great performance from as, as Sean Parker and then gone girl um, going into the movie. I read the book beforehand um, halfway through. I know it kind of is a, like a, a spoiler, but I, when I was reading the book, the same thing happens halfway through the book. And I thought my Kindle mistakenly downloaded another book. Um, <laughs> so um, I was really confused, but that was another one where he got such good performances and great storytelling from, like the source material kind of treats it that way, but to adapt such a good, like that, like such a good source material and put it on screen to that was, I know earlier I mentioned where I don't like some of the like books compared to movies. I actually enjoy the movie more than the book on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's, it's such a wild kind of concept already. And I think he really like just, it, it, it's, it really should have gotten more praise um i see some people that's another one where a lot of people are like like 50 50 on it i I think it it doesn't get enough love as 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 it should okay well we've heard the arguments let's get to voting for uh mr david fincher harry what do you say i say yes i mean like i mentioned earlier about my reviews i think he has uh some of the highest uh while his resume is long uh or isn't that super long i think his quality definitely stands out Hands, what do you say? I am a yes. Mm, Look at that spicy. hair. Look at that hair. He <laughs> said never I, Nolan. You can pick rocks. <laughs> I am going to say yes also. So David Fincher makes it into the top five. Uh, with that, that is all of our nominees, all 15 directors that we've gone through. But we have a top six here, and we need to narrow it down by one. So for those keeping score at home, we've got Steven Spielberg, Robert Zemeckis, the Coen brothers, Quentin Tarantino, Paul Thomas Anderson, and of course, David Fincher. So who do you guys think uh, should stay or who do you think needs to go? 
I guess I mean, this one needs to go. This one's this one's easy for me. Um, uh-huh. Nolan should be in here. We should have the discussion <laughs> about it, but it's fine. But Robert Zemeckis needs to go. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think he probably has the. I think he probably has the latest. I don't want to say resume because that's not the right word, but he. His films, I don't think, are better than a lot of the other directors' films. Like when we rank up, if you rank them up, pound for pound, movie for movie, I think the Coen Brothers, PTA, Fincher, and Quentin, you know, all stand up above them. Because um, mm-hmm. I think Spielberg is. I mean, we could go that way if you want. I think Spielberg's in for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, so you're saying Zemeckis doesn't me. belong? Easy choice. Yeah. All right, hands. Greg, uh, you know what? <laughs> I narrowed it down to like two that I would replace. Mm-hmm. Um, I I kind of was in, like back and forth between PTA and Zemeckis. Mm-hmm. And after like kind of thinking as much love as I have for Back to the Future, I'm <laughs> putting Fincher in with Zemeckis. Oh, my heart, my heart. I don't understand how you could do that. Actually, hold on a second. I do understand because looking at this top six here that we have that we need to get down to a top five, I also agree. I think out of all these, uh, Zemeckis, as much as I love his movies, as much, man, Castaway, tremendous. Back to the Future, tremendous. Some of my all-time faves. But uh, I think in terms of, you know, batting average uh, or just, you know, quality of work, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, he is lighter on that end than the others. So I think we're all in agreement, which is pretty cool. Uh, Robert Zemeckis getting the boot, unfortunately. So with that, that leaves our top five as Steven Spielberg, Coen brothers, Quentin Tarantino, Paul Thomas Anderson, and David Fincher. Good work, boys. Right. I, I would agree. You got yeah. two of yours on here. Yeah, so do you. No, I, uh, technically Spielberg. All right, we shared that with yeah. Greg. That's like a hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, Nolan, Nolan should be on there. I think it would have been a more not. interesting conversation with Nolan. We probably would have went on for another yeah. ten minutes. But I'll save. Yeah. I'll save, save it, it for your for Nolan, Nolan podcast. <laughs> yeah, branching Coming off. Soon, I'm going alone. <laughs> Harry's uh, Nolan podcast where he does yeah. deep dive. Save it for, yeah, save it for the <laughs> Nolan podcast. All right. Well. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Thank you guys for joining us. Hands, you got anything you want to say to the peeps before we go? Uh, uh, follow me on Twitter. That's it. Uh, where? Twitter? On what? Yeah. <laughs> you can follow me on at Philly TTP for uh, any Sixers fans. Trust the, Trust process. the process. There we go. Um, P-H-I-L-A-T-T-P. So Phila, not Philly. Phila, I'm sorry. Just to be clear. Oh my All right. God, what a mess. <laughs> Harry, um, anything for the people? I mean, uh, yeah, let, let me know that these guys are wrong about Christopher Nolan, that he should have been in the conversation here at the end. We probably would have went another 45 minutes because I wouldn't have given it up. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, let us also know who we missed out on, you know, who we could discuss maybe for another episode in the future uh, because there's definitely a, a whole ton of directors that we had to narrow it down to. And I, obviously it's part of our favorites as opposed to a general consensus you know, like somebody like Alfred Hitchcock or something like that, or Stanley Kubrick, but Joel Schumacher. I mean, yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. I can't believe <laughs> this guy, this guy, I can't believe Hanratty's opinion was that Christopher Nolan shouldn't be on there, but he's like, ah, oh, yeah. Schumacher. I'll admit that, a chance. That, yeah. I'll admit the, the Hanratty turn on uh, Christopher Nolan surprised me. That was a swerve. 
I, I you know, again, we'll touch on this. I'm sure in the future. I, I just, Ugh. I'm not high on them. Let's just, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Interstellar's fantastic. Dark Knight is not. Well, yeah, like, right. like, yeah. Just let us know. Let us know your thoughts, everyone. Yeah, to to our listeners uh, or viewers, uh, make sure to like, share, comment, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. If there's anybody that you want to see on a top five episode in the future, whether it's actors, directors, whoever, let us know. Um, but other than that, we will see you guys in two weeks. And everybody, live spicy. Spicy.